Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Roto Play Podcast. I'm your game master, Kent Blue, and this week we are jumping into one of the just nutso games I've ever run. It is Dr. Magnet Hands, written by Grant Howitt. Uh, Yeah, it is really an exercise in improv, because... Everything you're doing is drawn out of a hat, and you just you draw it out of a hat that shows you what your character is and their kind of their attributes. And as GM, I'm taking a bunch of things out of the hat and trying to build a story around what I've drawn. And you throw just the weirdest, weirdest shit into this hat. It was a lot of fun. I think it is a game built perfectly for how I GM. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. My players this week are just a sampling of the folks from the Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me podcast. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about them before. It is a podcast where good friend of the show, Tim Devine, is the GM for it. And they put out just a couple of games of Tim's that he's wrote, Wits and Chivalry and Truth and Daring. And then they've played Honey Heist and they've played the terrible RPG it's a lot of fun. It's a great podcast. So I had some of those folks uh, on the show. I had Dave from Wait, Wait, Don't Row Me, who is the producer of the show over there. I had Andrew, who's just, you know, he doesn't say a lot, but but when he says, but when he does talk, it's gold every single time. Uh, we had Tim. Tim was a player in this one. And then we had Kristen Devine came back and played in this one as well. So... Great group of people to play this game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of editing because I feel like this game benefits from leaving in like the laughter moments and stuff like that, where where the jokes kind of form and and you hear everybody laugh. Uh, usually, I edit out too much laughing breaks and stuff. I leave a little bit in there, but this, but sometimes I cut them down just to make a tighter show. But this time, I feel like. You get a great experience of what this game was like playing it by leaving a lot of that in. So I hope you really enjoy it. I think you will really enjoy it. It is such a fun, hilarious game by Grant Howitt. Just reading the rules was was fun. You can get out there and find the rules online. So coming up in the near future on March the 18th, I'm going to be back on Victory Condition Gaming YouTube channel running the Kids on Bikes game, which... We were supposed to run a couple weeks ago, but scheduling conflicts, uh, personal stuff got in the way. We had to reschedule. So on the 18th, I believe it's at 4 o'clock Eastern, going to be running that game. I'm pretty excited about it. I have my adventure all worked out, ready to go. So if you're around uh, and able to jump on YouTube on Sunday the 18th around 4 o'clock Eastern, definitely come check it out. Drop a comment. 
Uh, like the video, subscribe to Doug's channel. It should be a lot of great fun. Doug Lewandowski is going to be a player in that. Amanda Call, who you heard on our Lasers and Feelings game, is going to be a player in it. And then Alan Barr, who uh, who is pretty much Gallant Knight Games, who puts out a lot of cool, interesting stuff. I just backed their Tiny Wastelands role-playing game on Kickstarter, which should have just a few more days left whenever this episode drops. So head on over to Kickstarter, check out Tiny Wastelands. It's a really cool system. Uh, Alan's doing a lot of cool stuff with his, with his Tiny. is at Tiny Dungeon, Tiny Wastelands. It's really rules light role-playing and we all know i love rules light role-playing um really that's it for right now uh, i don't really have anything else to talk about so we're gonna dive headfirst right into this game of dr magnet hands with the folk with some of the folks from wait wait don't roll me dave andrew tim and Kristen. All right, this week we are playing Dr. Magnet Hands. It is by Grant Howard, and it is a game you should play while very drunk. Uh, you should read the rules drunk. You should think about this game drunk. Everything involving this game, you should be drunk when you're doing it. This week we're being joined by one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's the Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me podcast. Uh, I've got a sampling of that podcast, and yeah, uh, we will start going well they're around a table i'm all the way across the country from them but we will start with dave dave you produce the show uh, and edit the show and do all of the important work on it right yeah i mean i guess if you don't count creating and running the games as important then i have the most important job i don't (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't either But yeah, we, I produce the Way We Don't Only podcast. Uh, there's there's a tangible evolution of quality, and we're still working on it. Yeah, I like what's the uh, that the Honey Heist game you did. A, a, there was like a definite like more editing to it. You added in uh, some like a cutaway to explain like some <laughs> some uh, some lingo that everybody may not have been familiar with. The PSA, yeah, yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted everyone to feel included. Yeah, it, it, you know, it helped. I felt included, and I learned something that day. So. <laughs> That's what our main goal is. is there you. <laughs> <laughs> and moving to what I believe is Dave's left, we have Andrew, one of the players over at Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, you really must insert a sound clip of Sir Peter the Prodigious from Wits and the Chivalry, which was... That was Andrew at his finest. <laughs> so, Peter the Prodigious, tell us more about yourself. Well, my goal is to do something so great they remember my feats and not my small stature. <laughs> or to gain my father's respect. He's a man of little words, but they're powerful. (laughs) (laughs) They're captivating. (laughs) And Andrew's left. We're going to go over to the normal GM of Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me. You know him. You've heard him on this show a few times. This is probably, what, the fourth time, Tim, that you've been on? I think so. I think so, too. I must, you you must like me. I must, I must not have annoyed you. Not yet. Yet. (laughs) Wait till you hear purple unicorn death pony. <laughs> I hope to be annoyed. <laughs> and then to Tim's left, which um, 
directions don't make any sense for this, but whatever. On his left is Kristen. <laughs> you most recently heard Kristen as part of the Shooting the Moon game, which was so incredibly fun. I'm glad to have you back, Kristen. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Shooting the Moon was fun, and I think this is going to be chaos, which is right up our alley at Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me. So thanks for having us. <laughs> so like I said, we are playing Dr. Magnet Hands. Um, I'm not going to go into the rules of this because there are barely any. It's just... We divvied up pieces of paper that had weird shit on it, and we're going to go with it. So is everybody on that end ready? Yeah. I'm ready, man. <laughs> so I am going to point out that we uh, are bringing together two shows that have the word rolled in the title and are playing a completely diceless game this week. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't, don't play me. There'll be no rolling. There'll be no wait waiting. There'll be no... <laughs> to playing or other words with roll in them. That's okay. Next time we'll play shadow run and it'll be nothing but rolling. Yeah. That's right. We won't talk at all. It'll just be dice rolling time after time again. Nah. <laughs> but anyways, we open up this, this game on a, a secret hideout of this superhero team. Maybe they're not a team. Maybe it's just four pals getting together um, what does this hideout look like? Somebody tell me, each of you tell me one defining feature about this hideout. The furniture's pink. Uh, everything's shiny. Shiny? Pink furniture and shiny? Okay. Well, everything's pink and shiny because it's inflatable furniture, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots of cats. Oh, wow. So pink. <laughs> pink, shiny, inflatable couch chairs picnic table uh everything toilet everything's inflatable pink and shiny and surrounded by cats <laughs> so it's perfect i mean it's it's what you would want in a secret hideout everything is easily movable if you need to uh you can just deflate it and pack it away and it looks just like a empty warehouse at that point but today, everything's fully inflated to just the right comfort level where your butt sinks in a bit, but you don't feel like you're going to topple out of anything. Uh, and our heroes, or people dressed up as maybe heroes or anti-heroes, are all in the secret hideout. So let's go around. Let's introduce ourselves and what we're what what you're all doing at the moment in your hideout. I'm the cream of the crop. <laughs> this furniture is very uncomfortable for the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I am Lord Commander Dipshit, <laughs> our fearless leader. What um, what is, what what is what is Dipshit doing at the moment? <laughs> Sitting in my Dipshit throne, right. inflatable Dipshit throne, the inflatable toilet. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Hi, y'all. This purple unicorn death pony here. Glad you like my furniture that I picked out for the shop. <laughs> Nay. Nay. <laughs> Don't be jumping on the macho man, Randy Sal. You'll bounce right off. Don't tell me what to do. There you go. Bounce right off. <laughs> <laughs> Land on a cat. I am the coucher. <laughs> <laughs> It, it sounds so great. So good. I really thought I got this one. 
the coucher is obviously sitting on a couch currently, probably with a cat <laughs> in her lap. Did you bring your own? Oh, yeah. My, my couch is not pink and inflatable and shiny. It's purple. So. And inflatable and shiny. And inflatable and shiny. But purple, <laughs> never pink. Oh, man. I'm just hung up on the coucher so much. So much. <laughs> All right. So as you're sitting there, uh, just doing your normal superhero things, talking, hanging out, insulting the different pieces of inflatable furniture, not being able to get comfortable, uh, maybe relieving yourself on the inflatable toilet. Maybe you just like the way it feels on your butt. I don't know. But as you're doing that, are there any conversations going on? Are you talking about anything? What what's the most what's the most let's say y'all just got back from a mission. So you're kind of debriefing on that. What's what's that mission? I went to Starbucks because I have all this cream. <laughs> and so I'm well equipped to drink coffee. Is that, is that the mission? That was my mission. I just love that you just came back with nothing for the rest of us. I thought that was a little insensitive. It's true. Now I'm drinking black coffee. Thanks. <laughs> that was my mission. I don't know. I think the rest of us might have saved someone. Who is that person we saved? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just so it, it just so happens that the news is on the inflatable TV in the background, and you are seeing a recounting of your of your your most recent adventure while while uh, the very selfish macho man was out out get out at Starbucks. The rest That's of you were the rest of you, as you see yourselves on the TV, had just recently rescued Pickle Rick. <laughs> That was his name. Oh, he was so nice. He was. He was strange. Salty. <laughs> yeah, Pickle oh, Rick. Pickle Rick of the West uh, West Twenty Second Street Pickle Stand. Rick uh, Rick Pickle is his name, but he goes by Pickle Rick. Found himself at the end of a shotgun barrel with somebody demanding all of the pickle juice out of his cart. They wanted all the pickle juice. They didn't want any of the money, and you know. Rick Pickle is a very wealthy man. The the Pickle Mobile is just a side job that happens to generate millions of dollars each year. So he thought it was weird that they only wanted the pickle juice. But the pickle juice he is the secret to his very tasty pickles. They make them taste very pickly. So he wasn't going to give it up without a fight. And so violence happened. And that's when you guys showed up. As and, I mean, you're seeing all this on the TV. The the news anchor is very bad at his job, which is no reflection on the GM's uh, inability to come up with a newscaster voice at the moment and a news story at the moment. <laughs> so everything I just stumbled through is exactly what was said on the on the inflatable TV. And yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, we I, do like watching ourselves on the TV. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it just made me look real big, like real fat on the TV, like my my foreleg. Like I'm not, I'm not a big pony. I'm a little pony, petite pony. <laughs> I thought you looked petite. Your horn looked very nice. Well, my horn was blocked by that pickle. You could see it for a minute. No, he was in front of my horn the whole time. He was hogging the show. No one knows I'm. They just think I'm a pony. They just think I'm a purple little pony. <laughs> 
<laughs> so as you're having this conversation, uh, everything feels good. You just, you know, you've just completed a great mission. You've just watched yourself on the inflatable TV. So everybody's ego is real high. <laughs> Uh, everybody's a little bit mad at the macho man for, you know, the selfishness with the cream. Yep. Some grudges are being held. And as you're doing that, you you hear a, a loud slam on the wall. What was that? Macho man? Go check it out. Your friend's over again? <laughs> doing that backyard wrestling? I'm going to check it out, but not because you told me to. <laughs> And there's, there, there's, there's another slam on the wall as Macho Man walks up to it, and a, a crack begins to form in the wall. I body slam it. <laughs> the crack. <laughs> Macho Man grabs I the crack. <laughs> grabs the crack, rips it off the wall. It just defies physics and, and <laughs> rational thought altogether, rips the crack off the wall, and now there is a pristine wall Perfect. No, nothing at all. Takes this crack. It doesn't make sense. And body slams it against the wall. Now forming two cracks in the wall. At which point, two horns slam through. And Macho Man recognizes those horns. They are the the patented gold and uh, yellow. I mean, it really just looks like all gold, but it is gold and yellow horns of huge Yak Man. Oh man, I thought it was two unicorns. <laughs> And the wall rips open, and this huge, huge yak-sized man with the head of a yak and the teeth of a man steps in and, you know, does that thing that, that bulls do where they, they, they rub their feet on the ground uh, before they're going to charge. He does that for a good 10 minutes while you're all sitting there watching him. <laughs> and he, and he, makes, he makes eye contact with every single one of you as he's doing it. It's awkward, and you feel weird about it. And he goes... Dr. Magnet Hands has sent the huge yak man to trample you, you, you four heroes. All while he's still stamping his feet and, and rutting in the ground, looking you, you each. You, you mean us? Are you talking to us, huge yak man? He says, you pur purple unicorn death pony, I am specifically talking to you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm ready for you. He says, yeah, Macho Man, you think you're always ready for me, but do you remember what happened in the creek down yonder? I don't remember that. That's right, you don't. That's because we butted heads, and you crumpled down to the ground like that repo man. That from the early 90s. Yeah, early 90s wrestling, repo man. I'm sure you had matches with him. You crumpled like that little whiny baby. That seems plausible. <laughs> It is plausible. Uh, it was on pay-per-view. We have video evidence of it. Lord Commander, dipshit, what are we supposed to do? He's calling out Macho Man. Crikey, guys. <laughs> he says, is that you, dipshit, on your dipshit throne in the dipshit bathroom? Yeah, that's me. It's truth. <laughs> We're going to have to use Tamar, guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, wait, one of his cards. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, oh god! It sounds like it sounds like Lord Commander Dipshit is going to use one of his cards. Wow! You too? Look at that. I'll what you want to do. Wait, so wait, do we lose cards when we use them? I don't think so. I think they're just your. That's they are who you are. I just, I just speak like this now. <laughs> I was going to say that I haven't heard you talk, you talk like that until just now. I like it. And well, huge, like huge Jackman Thank stands you. up. He says, "says What's going on with your voice there, dipshit?" He's like, "You never talk that way. What's up with that? You try to throw me off my game because you know what? It's it's fucking working. I'm not sure why I'm here anymore." <laughs> he turns around, circles a little bit. He walks over to the inflatable fridge, takes out an inflatable beer, pops the top, drinks it. He's like, so we just want to hang out now? or <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I interject real quick and stop? Because I think this is the only time this card is going to be relevant for the entire game. <laughs> Go for it. I, I have a card that says that I can change into a working refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so Purple Death Pony... <laughs> At the moment where he's going for the fridge, I am that fridge. <laughs> so, all right. So, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Oh, my God. I just realized it's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> so, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> God damn it. Which is perfect. <laughs> so huge I'm not going to be able to do it huge yak man walks over to the fridge and he looks at it he sees the, the two eyeballs of purple unicorn death pony staring back at him he's like oh I forgot you had this power uh, well this this is always awkward but uh, I'm going to get in your guts here I'm going to get a beer out so he opens it grabs the inflatable beer which drinks it, shuts the door back, turns around, he's like, all right, uh, so, yeah, uh, you guys want to do laser tag or something? I have a card that says all the tea in China. Yeah. So, uh, huge yak man, <laughs> do you want some tea? And then I just, I don't, I guess uh, I pull a string, an inflatable string, and an inflatable hole in the ceiling opens up. And an ocean of Chinese black tea comes pouring down on top of Hugh Jackman. And Hugh, Hugh Jackman looks up and he goes, oh, no, I remember why I'm here. I'm supposed to stop you from getting to Dr. Magnet Hands. Ah. He has time to say all of that as the black tea <laughs> from China splashes down on him. And it, it washes through the secret hideout. All the inflatable furniture is now floating. I mean, we, we, it was a good idea to get inflatable. <laughs> and huge, ja and, God damn it, huge Jackman <laughs> surfaces from the tea uh, and pulls himself up on the inflatable uh, end table. He says, all right, heroes. And he, he cracks his hooves and he says, it's on now. And he, he leaps through the air and he's got the coucher in his eyes. The coucher who, who what is the coucher doing? Well, she's sitting on the, her couch still, which is now floating in a sea of black tea. Yeah. And dead cats. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just had to point out. <laughs> They're not dead yet. They're still trying to swim. I'm 
and very and very upset cats. Yeah. Um, and she's gonna she's gonna take out her uh, <laughs> her gun from between the couch cushions. <laughs> that and she's going to shoot uh, Legos at him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of small pieces of Legos, hoping to get maybe one caught in his throat or. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, as you all know, Hugh Jackman uh, does not do any move without without yodeling. I mean, it's just what he does. So as he's flying through the air, he's oh. yodeling. He's you know yodeling, he hooing his way towards you with his hoof fist coming down at you, and yeah, that stream of Legos from your Lego Gatling gun. Which is the gun made out of Legos? Sure. Yeah. So I assembled it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you had, you know, a master builder moment from the Lego movie where you you slap it, everything moves in slow mo. You hear this just even more awful yodeling because it's in slow motion now. Yo. As you're as you're slapping these pieces together, and then you just lay out this stream of Legos of all different assortments. Uh, some of them are real small, so they don't really do anything. But some of those those big like plate Legos, like twelve by twelves, and yeah, they just hit huge. Yeah. Damn it! So sorry. <laughs> They just no big deal. They just hit huge yak man right in his yak mouth with human teeth. And yeah, he 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 starts choking. But you know, everybody knows it takes a lot to choke a yak. So he's he's got another he's got another good eight minutes, eight minutes and thirty-four seconds of life left in him before he's gonna die, uh, unless he unless he coughs these up. So you have definitely stopped him. He is definitely floating in the tea. Is he's hitting his chest real hard, trying to trying to well yak up these these Legos. Uh, and he has a moment where he realizes the irony of the situation that he's trying to yak up Legos, and he himself is a yak. Um, I'm also going to pick up a couple of the um, screaming, dying, drowning cats and throw those at him too. Yeah. So. <laughs> you do. You absolutely do. You you toss cats his way, and the thing about yaks is they have these big horns. And you've thrown these cats, <laughs> and unfortunately, all you've done is impaled cats on on these horns, <laughs> which is horrible at first. But at <laughs> second, at second, you realize these cats are now weighing his head down. So the yodeling has stopped because of the Legos. Uh, but now his head is being weighed down by these wet black tea cats. His head is being forced down into the black tea uh, liquid that has filled up the 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 hat out here. Awesome! Time to take the bull by the cats. <laughs> and I grab the cats and I push his head down even further. Yeah. So now his human, his stupid human teeth are on the bot are on are on the the inflatable floor of the hideout. <laughs> and and he's thrashing about, kicking, trying to get his his well, it's their human feet. I mean, this guy, it's it's really a crapshoot of what's yak and what's man uh, on this guy. So his human his human feet are kicking out, just trying to connect with something. And it's at this moment that Lord Commander Dipshit decides to make an appearance, and he walks out and takes. I mean, he sees this this human foot coming straight. I mean, right at his tenders, you know, right at right at his tender area where. Oh. You know, I mean, his balls are. I mean, I don't know why I'm beating around the bush. <laughs> I don't know why you're beating around the balls. 
So what is your plan, or Lord Commander Dipshit, or are you just going to take that nut shot? Crikey. <laughs> that bastard, huge yak man, drank my last Fosters. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that yours? I told you you need to label these things when you put them in my refrigerator. <laughs> you know those are Fosters of mine. <laughs> Ain't got no name label. They're going to take it. <laughs> so honestly, Foster, no one's going to take it. <laughs> and in his mind, and he's trying to vocalize this because Yaks, as everyone knows, here impeccably underwater. Here's this whole conversation between Lord Commander Dipshit and what I imagine to be, because it hasn't been stated otherwise, a sentient working refrigerator, which when it talks is just the door slapping open like a mouth would having this conversation between each other and he's wanting to say, but he can't because the Legos and the black tea keeps going down his throat is that he is a big fan of Foster's and he was so happy to see one that he did indeed grab it and drink it, but he can't say it because he's got a throat full of Legos and a mouth full of uh, Chinese black tea. And cats, cats, and macho man. He's not having a great day, but that foot, that foot's still coming at you. I mean, obviously slow because you had time to have that conversation. It's just the current that's scary. (laughs) When you push yourself in the waiting pool, (laughs) move out of the way, (laughs) drift to one side. So, Lord Commander Dipshit just, you know, slides out of the way a little bit. The foot goes past, comes back, realigns itself, goes back out again. You're going to have to face this eventually. <laughs> that, that was not implied before. Oh, okay. A <laughs> <laughs> rule was just broken. <laughs> All right, so purple unicorn death pony. What are you up to other than having a conversation about Foster's beer with, with the Lord Commander Dipshit as he, I mean, pretty easily just dodges these kicks that are coming from this huge yak man? Well, I turn, I turn, I turn into a working refrigerator, but I'm inflatable, so I'm floating in this. Yeah, and uh, I, I have my two hooves, my pony hooves, are, are are coming out from the side of the refrigerator with my um, with my cell phone, and I'm actually live streaming this uh, the whole ordeal um, and uh, and sort of narrating it as it goes. So, um, oh my god, and huge, this huge Jackman is going right towards Lord Commander Dipshit, and his foot is like, it's like Jaws. It's just doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo right after him. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably stop him. I should probably help. Nope, nope. I'm going to keep streaming. <laughs> My fans need this. <laughs> yeah, and so, 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 and, you know, across the world, uh, hashtag, uh, what's a good hashtag? What's a good hashtag here for this for this fight? I really don't know. World star. <laughs> what do you say? World, World star. star. World star. World yeah. star. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag hashtag World Star starts starts to 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 trend just a little bit worldwide. Well, purple purple unicorn death pony hasn't gotten the hashtag thing down, so she spells out hashtag. Yeah. And it's not trending at all. <laughs> All right, so Purple <laughs> is definitely going to help out because she just realizes that Lord Commander Dipshit is her leader. 
and this will not stand. And so she quickly zaps back into her purple unicorn death pony realness. And she she floats. She flo Obviously, she, you guys, she floats. So she's floating above the water. And <laughs> from her magical uh, uh, invisible pouch, she draws, <laughs> and I'm going to read the card exactly as it's, as it's written. She draws a sword so sharp, you'll cut yourself just looking, ouch! <laughs> 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 and she takes the she takes the cut uh, while slicing off the huge yak man's leg. That's about yeah. to uh, <clears throat> nut Lord Commander dipshit. <laughs> so yeah, the 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 sword just slices through air, slices through water, and huge yak man leg and huge yak man bone, and the other side of huge yak huge yak man leg, and that thing just separates. And the water starts, or well, not water. The tea starts to turn red uh, around around it. And Hugh Jackman, at this point, feels the pain, screams or tries to scream, and just lodges everything in his throat just a little bit tighter. And he he realizes in this moment that he is going to die. He is not going to make it out of this because these Legos are stuck. And he can tell by by the way they feel in there that they have connected themselves. And he's got he's got a miniature yak stuck in his throat. It's 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 a modern miracle of science, and he appreciates that. In the few moments, it's all he can think about as his teeth are shoved against the ground. Macho Man Randy Savage is just, I assume, standing on his head, just holding him down there. Uh, or or up on a up on a piece of floating furniture, like the uh, the top turnbuckle, ready to do your signature flying elbow drop. Actually, I was thinking that I'm going to do. Just pick up his severed leg and just hammer throw it at the window, shattering the window so the tea drains out and takes him out with it. Yeah. So the window shatters. And <laughs> the window shatters and it's you know the the all the tea drains out. And the last thing to flow out is is Hugh Jackman, nemesis to all, flows out and falls. And falls and falls and falls. About the twelve feet that it is that to the ground between where this hideout is and well the ground outside the window. But as you look out, you do see him take his final breath, and he he takes his hooves and he does uh, yak sign language that he that he knows and that you know on a previous mission you had to learn because you were at you were at the temple of silence. And whenever you're in the Temple of Silence, you can't talk. It's just this magical effect. So all of you had to take 12 hours out of your time to learn sign language through using sign language with a yak. So you know, all of you know yak sign language now. And he signs, Dr. Magnet Hand is going to destroy the White House tonight. And then he dies. On Christmas Eve? On, and then he dies, comes back to life. He says... Oh yeah, it is Christmas Eve. Uh, I have presents for you. They are at the Yak Mansion. Uh, you were there for Halloween. It was an excellent party, and and then he dies. That's where I knew him from. Mm -hmm. It was his own party. He was a really good host. He was a really good host. He's feeling a little bit bad. I got so drunk. <laughs> you did. I remember that now. <laughs> 
And as, as you're standing there looking out your window, uh, you hear a sound in the distance. And it is the sound of crying. And it's getting closer. And it's just constant, constant crying. And people are yelling, stop crying, baby. And the baby won't stop crying at all. It will not stop crying. But you know this sound. You know what this means. You know that this is crybaby is on his way. Another one of Dr. Magnet Hand's henchmen. So you know that you hear this crying coming towards you like an ambulance or a police car rushing to the scene of, of a, you know, D-legged yak man. It's the same type of sound you would hear uh, of this crying child as it comes to you. And you know that obviously Dr. Magnet Hands has pulled out the big guns because Crybaby is on his way and Crybaby is terrifying. Oh, no. We have to get ready for Crybaby. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I have a card that says pregnancy rage. <laughs> it has to somehow be applicable here. <laughs> I, need, I need to figure out how that works. Oh, I got it. Uh, if no one protests. So as Crybaby approaches and the crying gets louder and louder, across the street there's a woman and she has one of those double-wide strollers and there are two babies crammed into each of the double-wide strollers and she's also obviously very, very pregnant with like quintuplets or something and she's just really not having it. Having a bad time. A lot of regrets. This is totally nothing personal. <laughs> a lot of regrets. Sorry, and all all four babies in the stroller are crying. The babies inside are crying too. I don't know if that's possible, but they are. Yeah. And she's just on the verge of snapping. And then when crybaby, when this fucking crybaby <laughs> comes down the street, she breaks into a pregnancy rage. And he plays the car. And starts throwing her babies <laughs> at the crybaby. So yeah, crybaby cry rounds the corner. And crybaby is a 15-foot-tall baby. It's not like a man. It is a baby in a diaper <laughs> is standing there just look, staring at you crying because that crybaby does not ever, ever stop crying. Never. Uh, never stops crying. Staring at you, crying, and then it hears the sound of its own people, and it turns its <laughs> head, and he sees these four... These four babies that are are flying towards it with their gums exposed and their little little fingers just <laughs> just doing their little finger thing, flying at it. And Crybaby, being a baby himself, has no qualms about punching a baby in its face. <laughs> <laughs> so so as they come flying in, it gets its its little baby dukes up and is ready to go. And you are all seeing this from the window. <laughs> I already did my thing, guys. <laughs> well, the, well, the coucher definitely reaches in between the cushions of the purple inflatable couch that she's floating on, which flies. So this is going to come in handy. <laughs> That's pretty convenient. And she, and she finds um, in the back of the couch both a pacifier and a bottle that's half filled with milk. And we don't know how old the milk is. It's not really relevant <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and so she's going to take the couch and kind of fly up to the baby, cry baby, and see if she can appease him with one of these two items. 
Yeah. So she, I mean, she definitely does. She, she just thrusts both those items into its mouth and the combination of, of old pacifier and spoiled milk definitely, definitely soothes them cry baby for a moment. And he's still crying because that's what he does. He cries all the time, but the cry is definitely muffled because his mouth's full of bottle and pacifier. And so you have him soothed to a point and distracted. So this team of four babies, as they're flying, they latch on the little baby hands and kind of form a ring and they land on top of his head, like, like a horseshoe. Like, you know, you throw a horseshoe and get the ring on the, on the pole in the ground and they pull themselves in real tight and have him blinded, which I mean, pisses, pisses cry baby off. He, he spits out that milk and that, that pacifier and just unleashes just an ear, an eardrum shattering cry. Oh, no. Well, I think that cry definitely sends the couch, the couch on her couch, just spinning back towards the, uh, the hideout. It was such a powerful screech. It was. So you have this 15-foot baby screaming and crying because it's being blinded by little babies, normal-sized babies, just throwing a fit. I mean, it's it's slamming into buildings and just throwing, just having a temper tantrum there in the street. So we should like go up to the moon or something and stop Dr. Magnet Hand. I think uh, <laughs> anybody want to just... Uh, ease on down the road. Have to calm this crybaby down. I don't think that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not my baby. Can't your pregnancy rage, lady? Uh, oh, she she's still present. Um, but I mean, she used up all her ammunition. You know. She she's got to wait. Out? She's got to wait another couple of weeks before she gets a new batch of <laughs> a new clip. A new clip to look. What can? What does anyone? I mean, have? you I mean, are. Like, I could change into a working refrigerator, but I have to, it's going to do nothing for this because it's got a it's got a child lock on it. <laughs> you can do things other than what's on your cards. Maybe there's fresh milk in the fridge. <laughs> Oh no, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> this happens every time. All right. So purple unicorn death pony goes prancing out there to the foot of the baby, the, the crybaby, and then stands perfectly still. And the crybaby puts its little its big big baby hands up and finally works these four babies off and throws them down on the ground. But they hit they do hit a soft spot on the ground, and they're all fine. No, they're they're good. They're not crying. They're good, um, and and turns its crying rage and sees just this this purple, this well. What does it see? Let's 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 talk more about purple unicorn death pony here. Purple unicorn death pony is a My Little Pony, purple hair, some pink and purple streaks, uh, light purple. Uh, I don't know what do they got fur. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah. a, a kind of a tramp stamp tattoo of a bunch of stars <laughs> <laughs> and of course a unicorn uh, uh, horn sticking out the top and I'm just adorable and but more importantly based on the size of this giant baby I'm a toy and so I'm standing yeah. perfectly still taking one for the team <laughs> 
And yeah, as you feel, I mean, the crying ratchets down at a couple levels to just maybe a, a, a light whining, uh, you know, a whining of uh, I've got a poop, but I can't quite do it. So I'm a little uncomfortable. So it's not so much a crying anymore, but there's definitely something going on. And, and this, this baby hand comes down and grabs you, picks you up. And we all know what babies do with everything they get in their hand, right? Put it in their mouth. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, you've got a one-way ticket to, to gummy mouth town. Well, I, I don't like what's happening, but I don't see anybody else trying to, trying to stop this giant baby. Would you like me to save you? Well, yes. <laughs> I don't want to be sucked up by this giant crybaby. I hate whining. I'd rather it be crying. So uh, the catcher will is going to try to save um, Purple Unicorn Death Pony. I got remember that. Um, so she takes out a different kind of gun from under the one of the couch cushions. It's like it's a bubblegum launcher. So because she, you're using your bubblegum card? Yeah. So <laughs> she she chews up like just a ridiculous amount of, of bubblegum um in like a fast montage and puts it in the gun and shoots it and she's aiming right for the tramp stamp <laughs> on you're <laughs> shooting me? Well, it's, no, it's just gonna stick on you, and then the gun has obviously like a retractor button, and it just pulls you back towards well, that, us. Well, that does make sense. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. The, the bubble gum, the chewed up bubble gum, flies across the air uh, with a string of bubble gum trailing behind it. Hits, hits the tramp stamp of uh, Purple Unicorn Death Pony and retracts real hard. And it pulls pulls the pony out of, out of this baby's mouth, this 15-foot tall baby. And when it does that, the, the baby's still holding it in his hand. And it pulls the baby's hand and it sends it to- toppling over. And babies, they don't stand up real well. It's a, it's a wonder this 15-foot one can stand up at all. And it just loses its balance and falls down and just smashes its face into the ground. And is silenced because that baby is knocked the fuck out. (laughs) Yay. So real quick, purple before we before we move on, purple unicorn death pony turns into a working refrigerator again and shoots out a couple of those uh, little icy soothers for babies. (laughs) So those will be waiting for it when uh, when it wakes up. But uh, you know, I also I don't really like baby's purple unicorn death pony and it did try to you know eat her so she's also going to just shoot him like right at its head yeah so, so it's gonna you know in the soft spot yeah so, so when, it, when it wakes up it's gonna be a little angry and need those ice packs yeah there's just a little little spite you know a little, little, little spike shot we're out yeah. purple unicorn death pony out yeah <laughs> that baby got what it deserved it's christmas eve why are you gonna be that way on christmas eve it's got three soothers. So yeah, twelve hours later, when Crybaby wakes up and begins crying again, it does so while holding, holding, you know, by, while chewing on those little soothers, and it, and you know, it it feels as good as it can with its with its soft spot poked thoroughly hard, and its face uh, cracked, smashed against the concrete. It's worth noting that the pregnant woman who threw her babies. The instant those babies left, like her her sphere, she fell asleep immediately. So she's yeah. sleeping on the sidewalk. 
So she also wakes up 12 hours later. And, uh, <laughs> She's I, she has a foster can of fosters. Yeah. <laughs> She's the, pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> really pregnant. I don't judge. <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know, 12 hours later, you guys are engaged in battle on the moon. So let's time travel back from that moment a little bit to maybe an hour after after the fight with Crybaby and Huge Yak Man. And you guys know, based off the the yak sign language conversation you had with Hugh Jackman as he expired that that Doctor Mag- Magnet Hands your your number one foe for each and every one of you you've all had a battle at some point with Doctor Magnet Hands is planning something big. All right, everybody, that was part one of Doctor Magnet Hands by Grant Howitt. I told you it was going to be crazy. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Very hilarious game. I really hope you enjoyed it. Next week, come back for part two, where our team of heroes make their way to the moon and confront Dr. Magnet Hands. A lot of secrets are unveiled in this the second part. A lot of things you wouldn't expect to be going on are going on. It's really interesting to see what the players do in the end of this game uh, to, to foil Dr. Magnet Hands. I can't wait for you to hear it. Tune back next week, next Thursday, that's coming out. Like I said up top, remember, uh, on the 18th of March, around 4 o'clock Eastern, running that Kids on Bikes game over on the Victory Condition Gaming YouTube channel. Going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can get in and see that. So yeah, with that, I'm going to shut this show down this week until next week. So get out there. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully warmer weather is coming soon. We can all get back outside. I'm looking forward to it. But remember, in all things, have a lot of fun and roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at road2playpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Tritachion.